Hello, and welcome to the Soil and Sunshine Wellness Podcast. I'm Adrian Wood, holistic nutritionist and Koya teacher at SoilAndSunshine.com, where I help women practice nature-centered eating, intuitive movement, and deep mindfulness to be wise, wild, and free. I'm so glad that you've joined me today for the podcast. We're going to be talking about intuitive movement, which I mentioned in that intro. Um, I have always been a bookworm. Um, when I was a kid, I remember being probably about 12 years old and summer was my favorite time of year because I could get up in the morning, I could pick up a book, I could sit in a chair and read my book all day long and then go to bed at night, probably pretty late at night because I kept reading and kept reading and kept reading. And that's what I would do. I, I wouldn't move given the option, you know, food would appear on the table magically. Um, and that was what I stopped reading for. And that was pretty much it. Um, I really like to read. I'm one of those people that always has a book going. So this idea of movement for the sake of movement, let alone exercise, has been very, very foreign to me. In addition to just being a bookworm, then I also had these narratives of, well, not only do I prefer to read books, but I'm not good at other things. And specifically, I'm not good at sports. I'm not good at exercise. And I don't dance. I can't do that. So this affected the choices that I made and the way I lived my life and how I'm interacting with other people. And eventually, I came to realize that it wasn't really a balanced way to live and it wasn't really helping me. And when I became a mother and had these tiny humans to take care of, I certainly didn't want them to be just sitting in one position all day long. And frankly, my children do not sit in one position all day long. They have always been very, very active. And so I could see from this maternal perspective that, oh, we need movement to be healthy. And then, of course, I had that realization of, oh, I need movement to be healthy, which frankly sucks because I'd rather just read a book. Thanks. Does it count if I read a book about movement? Because I'm sure that counts. It doesn't unfortunately. So I, I started being more aware of movement. Um, I found some websites that I liked. Um, and I read up on it. Because of course, that's what I do. I start researching. Um, researching is not actually doing movement, shockingly. Um, so I, I still had that hurdle to get over. Um, we started incorporating walks into our days. Um, the kids love to go for short hikes, um, which is a great way to be outside and get movement, get walking in, which is 
such a human form of movement. Um, we evolved walking daily, pretty much, um, seasonally, definitely. So I incorporated that. Um, on and off, I've done things like weightlifting or body weight exercises. And I know that I feel better when I do that. It's difficult to put it into my schedule because it's one of those things I don't necessarily like doing it. I like having done it. Um, and being mindful of that aspect does make it a little bit easier to do, but I didn't incorporate it regularly. And then a couple years ago, I found Koya, Q-O-Y-A, um, which is a creation of uh, Rochelle Chic at koya.love. And I looked at it and it was dancing. And I don't dance, I can't dance. I'm not allowed to dance is what the fundamental rule is in my head. So that clearly wasn't for me. So I forgot about it. And then a year and a half ago, right before quarantine hit, I, for some reason, thought about Koya again. I think it was probably mentioned somewhere along the line. And so I kind of poked at it again. And I realized, oh, this is what I'm looking for. And it's utterly terrifying because again, it's dancing. It's intuitive movement set to music. Um, and that was kind of how I looked at it initially because just the concept of dancing was so terrifying for me. But I started doing it and I realized that, oh, this is intuitive movement. It's not someone telling me what to do. Um, and I, in, in Gretchen Rubin's Four Tendencies, I fall out as a rebel. Um, I don't like having people tell me what to do. I am very inclined to do the opposite, if at all possible. Um, so being in an exercise class is a constant struggle because someone's telling me to do what the whole time, they're telling me what to do the whole time of this class. And I'll start out doing it and then it kind of gets to me. Um, but also what happens in that context is my body starts talking to me and my body starts wanting to do something different from what the teacher is telling me to do. And the whole point of Koya is following the lead of your body. Um, there's no way to do it wrong. And the way that you know you're doing it right is that it feels good and it feels true in your body. And so you can take a Koya class and lay down and take a nap. And that is a perfect way to be doing Koya. You can take a Koya class and while everyone else is kind of doing stretches, you can be dancing wildly to the music. And that is a perfect way to be doing Koya because that is what your body is telling you to do. Your body knows what you need. And so when we honor that and when we follow the body, then we're doing what our body needs, what we need 
as a whole human beyond just the body, but body, mind, and soul. Um, when we follow the body, that's when we can unite those aspects of ourselves. And so with Koya, the specific form of intuitive movements, there was the structure of the class. So I actually would show up and do it. But then there's complete freedom within the class itself to just follow the lead of my body. And the instructor is facilitating and leading us through movement. And so we can take that as a starting point. Um, and it gives structure from which we can take our freedom, but ultimately it's following the lead of the body. Um, and what happened as I was doing these classes and as I continue to take my Koya classes and to teach Koya, what happened is I started to relax. I started to be more free. I started to think of myself as someone who danced, um, think of myself as a dancer, which is so freeing. Um, it's, it's helped me realize the boundaries that I put on myself that only come from me. No one else is putting these on me. Um, they come from myself. It's my own self-limiting talk. And so when I can free myself from that, then I'm so much happier in my life. And it's been this practice of intuitive movement that helps me to get centered in my body, to listen to my body. And then that flows through my mind and my spirit and my soul into my heart and really frees me and lets me become the wise, wild, and free person that I am at my core, but that I haven't always let out into the world. Um, so that's why I became a Koya teacher, because I knew that without that push of being a teacher, I wouldn't do it as much. But also I wouldn't understand what all is going on within the classes and how that structure works and how that helps us. But fundamentally, being a teacher means I'm committed to this process of working through this intuitive movement and being a dancer, someone who dances Koya and brings that into my everyday life. So if that sounds interesting to you, if that lights a little spark, um, I invite you to visit my Koya page at koya.earth and sign up to take a class, poke through and explore some of the different options I have for intuitive movement, um, maybe open yourself up to trying this experience. So if you liked this episode, please subscribe and leave a review so other people can find the podcast. Thank you for listening. I look forward to talking with you tomorrow.